Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. The number to dial is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And there's always a text line. It's 24 hours, seven days a week. I just sent and prayed over uh, six or seven emails, uh, prayer requests this morning. Uh, so we do pray over them, and they get sent to our prayer teams here uh, at Calvary. And that number is 720-336-0897. That's a texting-only line. And what that means is you can use it 24-7, and it's also open during the program. So you can text questions or prayer requests directly on there. And if we're waiting for calls to come in, or as we typically do at times, because we have all open lines, then we'll fill the time with info that comes through the text line. We'll be in prayer, uh, and we'd love to have you participate and interact with us. 303 Six nine zero three thousand three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Taking your calls and your questions, uh, open to uh, a fresh work of the Holy Spirit today over the airwaves. I want to welcome everyone that's joining us from around the country. Of course, you're listening live on the Radio by Grace Network. Uh, I want to say hi. I'll say hi to everyone. Uh, So you're listening in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Kansas, uh, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, New Mexico, Nevada, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Welcome. Listening live. Grace FM Radio Network both up here in the Denver metro area, 89.7, and also down in the Colorado Springs, 101.7. I want to shout out to everyone listening in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I know the signal comes in really strong there as well. And sometimes Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, that little corner up in Nebraska gets uh, 89.7 as well. I want to welcome you guys. You're listening live. And then New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland listening on the Hope FM network. Tennessee and North Carolina on the Truth FM network. Meridian, Idaho, Higher Rock Radio, and Corpus Christi, Texas, Living Water Radio. Welcome, everyone, to today's program. Uh, Of course, on any station other than Radio by Grace and Grace FM, you hear this one week delayed, and all that means is while the show's airing, you can call, and we encourage you to do just that. You will talk live to the host. We'll answer your call for everyone listening live, and then next week, you can tune in and hear yourself on the radio, which I think is kind of cool. You can also grab the podcast. People call all the time wondering, where can I listen to a previous program? We podcast this program. Within about a week, our uh, operations manager said, uh, station manager, 
uh, about a week it takes to get it all edited and, and ready to go. And just search Calvary Live wherever you get your podcasts. And you can search by date and, and listen right there. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Here's a text that came through. It's a question about fasting. How long and how many days? That's a great question to ask. First of all, fasting is a important spiritual discipline. Uh, this, this word in the Hebrew and also the same one for the Greek uh, in the New Testament means to abstain from food or one who is empty. The Hebrew abstaining from food, the Greek uh, one who is not eaten or one that is empty. And fasting is the willful neglect of food to both deny my earthly tendencies and uplift my spirit in Jesus. According to Jesus himself, our shepherd, our Lord, fasting is just as important as giving and praying, but it's very neglected. And your question's a good one. Uh, the definition is the abstention of food. And so the, there are many different types of fast, but really when fasting's mentioned in the Bible, it's none of these other things that we have. Fasting TV, fasting, although that's fine and that's good. You want to fast social media, that's all fine. That's not the biblical definition, though. The biblical definition is that you take nothing in but water. I do recognize that sometimes you may have, some folks may have, on a rare occasion, some health condition that might prevent them. You always want to talk to a doctor first, but you can fast for a day. You can fast for seven days. If you expect anything longer, I would talk to a doctor just to make sure he gives you or she gives you direction. Um, you can fast personally. You can fast corporately. But here's the thing. If you really want information on this, I taught a Bible study entitled Understanding Spiritual Fasting. If you guys want a copy of that, email me, ed at edtaylor.org, ed at edtaylor.org. Ask for the fasting information, and I'll send you the link uh, so that you can learn more about fasting. It, it is needed. Um, it's so important to fast so that we might seek the Lord spiritually while denying our flesh. Uh, that's our, uh, our big problem, you know. Our big problem isn't the devil. It's our flesh. Although I'm not minimizing the spiritual realm and the demonic warfare and spiritual warfare, of course. But many things, listen, this is for someone right now. Many things right now that you're blaming on the devil or blaming on the world or blaming on someone else actually aren't those at all. It's your flesh. You are unwilling to die to your flesh. And the good news is that you can repent today. You can repent today. And the Lord will honor that. And you can walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of your flesh. 303-690-3000. Let's head over to Highlands Ranch. Irma, welcome to the program. Hi, Irma, you're on the air. Oh, yes. Hi. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I just want to say how sorry I am, uh, Pastor. Even that died did a very good deed for me. Yes, what did he do? I, I was I came to buy Bibles, and I got there like two minutes late, 
And so, oh, <laughs> no, they are all closed. What were you going to buy? And I said, Bibles. And he had four in his hands and gave them all to me and said, you can go use it because I was going to give it to my, rebell- my rebellious nephews. Oh. And he gave me all the four, and oh. it helped me a lot. So I just so sorry for your loss and mm. every everybody, especially the family. You it's very good. So from there, anytime I go there, I just go and I come there and say hi. Yes. To him. Oh, he. Yeah. You know these these yeah. hidden. Pastor Avant was one of a kind, and he these hidden things that he did uh, that he never told us about. He never he wouldn't brag on himself. I mean, uh, that, he was a very humble man. But like, he, how many books he gave away, how many Bibles he gave away. I'm so glad that he was able to help you. Thank you. Thank you, yes. sister. God bless you. Amen. Thank okay. you. God bless you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. And yes, uh, I did want to remind everyone it's a solemn time around Calvary Church here in Aurora. Uh, And I want to invite all of our friends around the country. Would you join us in prayer? Because we lost a very beloved pastor. I mean, that's technically not true. We didn't lose him. We know exactly where he is. But Pastor Avant Ramsey, who was with our church for 20 plus years, um, grew up with my kids, man. All of them, Eddie, Josh, Caitlin, um, I can't remember uh, a time that we didn't have Avan in our church, and uh, he died suddenly um, Sunday morning at 4 a.m. Some complications from surgery and such, and and we're all just kind of reeling right now. Um, and yesterday in our program, we had people call in, and you're more than welcome if you have a testimony about Avan. I'd love to hear it. Uh, we'll fact we'll we'll weave it into today's program, even if the whole program becomes a testimony of Avan. Because here's the thing, uh, you guys hearing them, it reminds you: please appreciate your pastors, please thank them, please write them thank you notes, please get them gifts, please don't forget them uh, while they're alive. Uh, especially guys like Avan. I mean, our whole team here, our whole team here is a, a stellar. The men that God has called here, and this is not just the guys that get paid. Um, we have a lay leaders here, pastor quality, our elders here, just stellar in every way. And I was reminded uh, with our own church uh, when uh, I was sharing this last weekend uh, in First Thessalonians, talking about the topic of death, uh, which is so important. I was reminded in chapter five. Of First Thessalonians, he says, and I we urge you, brethren. Here, let me read it. I'm going to see what it says in the New Living. Um, Dear brothers, this is the New Living translation. Honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. I like that. Let's see what that Greek word is. Sorry, we're just studying out loud here. That Greek word is uh, prostonimi, which means the ones that stand over you, um, that preside or oversee you. Nice. So it's not exi- not limited to pastors. So urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you. Oh, I'm back to, let me go back to the new living. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual advice. 
Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peaceably uh, with each other. And sudden losses like this remind us that uh, that we should be a cult. We should have a culture of appreciation. Uh, we should have a culture of, uh, and there are some traditions, um, you know, people we, we've been taught like, uh, don't give public um, appreciation because you'll somehow steal their rewards in heaven. Um, and while I do see the value of that, like we won't put your name on the building or buy a back of a chair or something, public appreciation is very important. Public, I think of, you say, well, Ed, where's that in the Bible? Well, I can think of one example that just popped into my mind right now uh, where Jesus publicly tells Peter, um, you know, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And and I believe that that is a part of Jesus saying publicly in front of everyone, you know what, Peter, you hear from my Father. You, you are listening carefully. You are hearing correctly. You are speaking forth the truth, and it was a. I'm sure it. It. it Peter was appreciated it, and and you know because we know he got a little puffed up because later, right in the same situation, Jesus says, "Get behind me, Satan." So you get exhortation, but you also get appreciation. And as we're hearing things about Avant, uh, I think uh, it's important that I, you hear from me uh, that you should appreciate your pastors and your leaders and your overseers. Um, while they're alive, uh, because the Lord is using them in their li- in your life. 303-690-3000. We're going to head over to Memphis now, Memphis, Tennessee. Daryl, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yes, I had a question about, uh, I've heard people say it, and I think I've read a couple of scriptures about Fighting sin in the spirit, and I was wondering exactly what that is. Yeah, is there a scripture that is there a passage that you read that you have a question about specifically? Can I answer it that way, or you just want me to answer it generally? Yeah, just just general. You know, I know sin is thought, word, and deed, and uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, have. Uh, monkey on their back or something, so to speak, as far as uh, sin. Somebody would be battling it and fighting against that. And I've uh, heard people say you fight it in the spirit. I'm wondering what that is. Is that just fervent prayer or what is that? It it really depends on who said it to you, because there is a segment of the church that believes in some weird aspect and, and unbiblical teaching of spiritual warfare where they're doing a bunch of weird stuff and screaming and yelling and creating false teachings and all sorts of weird things. So what they're meaning by that is, you know, come to us. We know how to fight in the spiritual realm and we'll fight for you. But the Bible is actually much simpler that everyone has equal access to the power of God in fighting in the spirit. You know, I think of, first of all, in Ephesians chapter six, you remember the spiritual armor that God gives to us to put on, including the sword of the spirit and the word of God, prayer, yeah. the helmet of salvation. There, that the 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 abiding. You you are not when you the, the, just think of it in very simple terms. When you're reading the Bible, you are not going to sin. You can't do it at the same time. Uh, when you are praying and talking to God, God is drawing you to Himself. You, you're going to be less prone to be in the flesh or be in sin. Um, I think again, this there, this is one that's very underutilized uh, in in fighting the spiritual battle. 
uh, that I want to quote to you. Uh, I want to, uh, I think it was James. Yeah, it's James chapter four and verse seven. He, you want to find in the spiritual realm? Consider this, humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And just the simple resistance and the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the, 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 what I like to teach our church here is learning this very important word when it comes to temptation. You ready? Maybe you already know it. Do you know the most important word when it comes to temptation? Uh, I would say Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree, but it's even it's even more practical than that, Daryl. And here it is. It, it's 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 powerful. You ready? It's the word no. And when we learn to live in the power of the Spirit, leaning in Him, trusting in Him, resisting the devil putting on our spiritual armor, reading our Bible, praying every day, saying no to temptation. Man, that's victory, brother. Yeah, I noticed the uh, uh, older you get, uh, the less you sin, too. <laughs> you walk in wisdom. You want to, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, God, I would say that there's a lot of truth to that. There's a, it's a, it's a, it's an irony the older you get, because the older you get, you still do sin, and you're like, man, I should be farther along. Like, what is my problem? I've been walking with the Lord for 30 years. What's happening here? And the Lord's exactly. just reminding us that we need to depend upon Him. And at the same time, the irony is, you're right, as we get older, we gain wisdom and experience. We learn how to trust the Lord in greater ways, and and there is a great advantage of walking with the Lord for a long time because God is then showing us, and we have seen the Lord work, and we're able to live in the Spirit a lot greater. So, yeah, Daryl, great, great question. Okay, that was good information. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's head over to Maryland now. Tony's on the air. Tony, welcome to the program. Gosh, Ed, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, about a month or two ago, you recommended a book on church history. Uh, yes. I do appreciate that. It's been, it's been really awesome. So thanks again for that. You're welcome. Uh, so now my next question, I'm working on a project. And okay. I've been asking this question around. I want to get your perspective on what's the difference between the chastisement of the Lord and the consequences of your actions? That's a great question. I saw it on the call screen here, and I was thinking a little bit about it as I was uh, introducing you. And talking out loud, you know, without having studied this particular question, I would say most of the time there's not a lot of difference between the two. Uh, and what I mean by that is the consequences of sin are often used as the chastisement of the Lord. He actually is using our free will decisions to train us, to bring about a discipline in our lives, using it. For example, I I think of it as a father, and I think of my dad picking me up in jail when I wasn't walking with the Lord, and he picked me up in jail. You know, he, 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 he wasn't going to, he didn't need to do anything more in teaching me than to use my situation and to talk about my situation, to say, you know, son, is this the way you want to live your life? Son, you're going to court now. You're, you're going to jail now. You know, like, like this, the consequences of my decisions were already heavy upon me 
And my dad then could come in and use them in a discipline uh, of what God is bringing about. Now, let's say that uh, that same scenario in the human realm, that my dad didn't care. My dad could care less. He didn't want to father me and that he, when he picked me up from jail, he picked me up as an Uber driver, not as my dad, even though he was my dad. Like, like there, there's the, I'm thinking of the, the teaching in the scriptures where, you know, it's good that God disciplines us, chastises us because, uh, it proves that we're there, his kid. And so that Romans chapter eight, verse 28, using, um, using the, the consequences of our sinful behavior, um, are definitely chastisement. Let me give you another thought out loud, and then you could follow up. But I, I want, I, I also think of the consequences of sins around us, not our own sin, but those that sin against us, those that make bad decisions and harm us. Um, God uses that as a discipline as well. I don't know so much as a chastisement, but certainly. I've seen in my life a couple of situations, one that's going, been going on for 10 years now, that brings about a humility in my life. It brings about, he's using it to discipline me, to teach me, to make me a better man, even though it's wrong and it's sinful and it's the consequences of someone else's sin against me and my family. It, it still nonetheless is used by my Heavenly Father to make me a better man, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I was thinking, as you were talking, I was thinking about Solomon, First Kings 11 or so, somewhere in there. That's where uh, Solomon's being chastised for his his actions, and, and his family also faced the burdens of that sin. Well, actually, all of Israel faced the burdens for that sin, too. Yes, um, yes. But it just, I was just thinking how they, if there was any differences between the two, uh, in the sense of Solomon... His chastisement was, it was obvious that it was come from the Lord because he raised up um, two different, uh, Haddad, I think one of them was, he raised up two different two different armies, the Edomites, to, to come against him. Um, and that's an, that's an obvious thing that it was stated that it was from the Lord in that, in that regard. So I was yes. curious that there could be a difference between the two. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if we believe... Uh, and it's an. It, I, I'm curious when you get when you do more research. Call back and tell me if you see anything that I can't think of right now. But I I think yeah. that those two words almost are. Uh, what do they say? A, di- a difference without a distinction, or a di- distinction yeah. without a difference? Something <laughs> like they really do describe two sides of the coin. I believe that mm-hmm. if we really patch together the discipline of our Father and His love and care for us with Romans 8.28, then even the consequences of sin, because I can't think of chastisement coming apart from sin. Like, I can't think I, that word, as I'm just thinking out loud, and maybe listeners can uh, bring about something that we're not thinking of, but I can't really think of like that chastisement coming out without some kind of lesson for us to learn going forward. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe in the sense of a closed door, perhaps could be a chastisement or like, but chastisement, let me just, um, let me just look at the word real quick here. Um, let's see if I can find a definition, uh, to reprimand or rebuke severely. So, um, if we put it, that's an English version. I didn't look up the Greek word, but you know, if we put it in that context, then God rebuking reprimand is always related to some mistake and some correction, right? The Bible is valuable for um, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction. So 
Uh, it sounds like those two words are going to be the side, both sides of a coin. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Ed, as always. Uh, I'll get back to you when we work on it a little more. Yeah, let me know. I'd love to hear your what you what you learn. Thank you, sir. Okay, brother. God bless you. God bless you. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's come back to Denver now. Joel. Joel has some observations about our beloved brother, Avan. You're on the air. Thank you, Ed. You're First welcome. Of all, glory, glory to God. And Ed, I thank you for having a Bible-based church. It's done so much for me and my family. I've been a member for over 10 years. <laughs> You're welcome. Pastor, Pastor Avan, he was in me and my wife's premarital classes. We got married at Aurora Calvary. And <laughs> the Father God, he took my dad back home maybe 10 years. Mm. And Avan stepped into my life. It was like a father to me. Mm. And I just like to give God all the glory and all the praise. And I'm just so blessed to have that man in my life. And just know that he's touched so many people here. And it goes on and on and on because I've had so many people touch me on Facebook that people I'd even know that knew Pastor Avan. Yes. And I just like to say, thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God Almighty. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's all I have to say. Thank you, brother. Yeah, we're going to miss him, man. But uh, the Lord, uh, he he let us have him for 20-plus years, and we're grateful for that. Amen. Okay, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. What a great testimony. This is something we've heard um, uh, across the board about this brother. Um, Those that were close to him, uh, those that served with him, those that he stepped into their life through marriage, through uh, memorials, through hospital visits. There's a, I wrote a book. Re- really, we collaborated as a, a pastoral team, um, putting together 20-plus years of discipleship, pastoral discipleship here. And we were just covering this topic. Uh, let me see if I can find it for you. Um, because we're coming up on a break. So anybody waiting, you guys on hold, I'll get you right after the break in just a few minutes. Uh, but we put we put a book together. We uh, titled it Sure and Steady. Uh, and one of the principles, uh, it's like 50 different characteristics to make be a better servant, be a better pastor. We're going to actually be editing it for service too. It's very simple, paragraph a page, just a principle to talk in. Uh, and <clears throat> principle number 37 is titled Inviting Yourself into Lives. It's a very important principle for a pastor to understand, but also anyone serving in the church, that we're not only we're not always reacting to situations, which we do. We're always reacting. Somebody calls for help, there's a loss, there but but a, a real wise, strong pastor will step into lives and stay there. Here's the paragraph. There are so many needs within the church that it can be very overwhelming. However, serving people is not merely a reaction to others asking for help. As we walk in the Spirit, we'll often be led to invite others. Excuse me. We'll often be led to invite ourselves into the lives of others, asking for their permission to share a word, visit them, making ourselves available. Being ready, willing to ask, how can I serve you, is one of the most fulfilling parts of ministry. If you only react... You're setting yourself up to be discouraged, disappointed, and overwhelmed. Uh, and 
That's a important principle. Avant mastered this. I'll give you an example of how it happened with Avant. We got word that he was he had an emergency ho- uh, hospital visit during service Saturday night, uh, but we couldn't get a hold of Barb. We didn't know where he was. So as the pastoral team was notified of that, uh, one of the pastors uh, happened to be my son Josh uh, started calling hospitals and is is Avant there? Is Avant there? Is Avant there? He found so he was proactive. That's the word that we might be. He found where Avant was, and we just, boom, we just went over there. Uh, a, Everett and I, because uh, we believe here, we is the uh, language of ministry. So on behalf of our church, we went to go visit him, minister to Barb and his boys. And Avant was a master at that. Hey, we got an open line. We got a couple open lines. Call us, 303-690-3000. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back, everyone. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Been here almost 24 years coming up. Um, well, coming up into July, it'll be 24 years since our family moved here. Uh, and the church was existent before we got here, but we uh, re- replanted it, I guess you could say. And our first day of Calvary Chapel, Aurora started in December of 1999. It was a Horizon Church before uh, Marie and I got here for about a year, and we had the privilege of uh, being given the leadership of it by the Lord Himself, and um, started brand new, fresh, December 26. So that's our birth date as a church. I don't remember how I'm gonna. Uh, maybe if Kevin's listening, I don't remember how old Grace FM is. I always forget. I can't keep all this stuff in my mind. Anniversary. We went on the air December 22nd, 2010. So we're about 12 and a half years old at Grace FM. Uh, welcome. We got to go on the air early. We bought this radio station from another, uh, from from a network called Way FM, and they let us go on early. They gave it to us early. Uh, and I remember we were, we just had a little computer in a big empty room and we invited people to come in after service. Uh, and we went on the air with, and I read the Bible. Uh, that's how Grace FM was birthed by just reading the Bible. And here we are many years later, uh, living the, the truths of God's word. Love it, love it, love it. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to go full lines. Uh, oh, no, we have one open line. Grab it while you can. Let's go over to Texas. Chris, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. So I just, I was calling because I needed, I was seeking a bit of counsel. Okay. Okay. My pastor has asked me to instruct the Bible study class for this coming Sunday, and I just, I've never done anything like that before, and I'm kind of just wondering how I should go about that. Wow, that's a big question. So what kind of class is it? Uh, It's just prior to Sunday worship. Okay. 
and he he has invited you to be a part of it, but he hasn't given you any instruction or any topic to teach? He told me I could either continue what we were already studying this previous Sunday, or I could just take it in any direction I wanted. Okay. So you've never put a Bible study together? I myself have never put a Bible study together. I've been, uh, I've attended many different Bible studies, uh, different men's groups and things of that nature, but I've never, I've never taken the lead. I've never been put in the position. Okay. Okay. So if I was in your shoes, I would ask the leader that did it last week for help and can try to continue on for where it was last week. And if the leader's available, I would call him and talk to him and say, I need a little bit of help. I want to continue where you left off. Can you help me with your notes or give me some structure? Uh, and, you know, I, uh, that, that would help um, because, you know, you're going to go with the confidence of the Holy Spirit. Um, you're going to go there with the Bible. Uh, and it's okay to open up the Bible and talk about it. And you could make this class because you're a little ill-equipped in putting a Bible study together or, or notes together that you could make it a hybrid class and just have a prayer time because you don't need to know anything to get those people praying uh, and maybe spend half the time praying and half the time talking about the Bible or following up with last week's message is another way you could do this or a lot of different things that you can do in this particular week because it's coming up so quickly. Um, you could even ask your pastor for notes and say, Pastor, I'd like to talk about your last week's Bible study, and we're just going to pray over you or pray for the leaders. or like, There's a lot of ways you can lead this group without a Bible study that may be the direction you want to take. Then on a the broader scale, there's a few things that you're going to need to study to learn how to put a Bible study together. So let me recommend a book to you. You ready? Okay. This book is a very simple introduction to the inductive Bible study method on how to handle the Bible. It's called How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It. How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It by Skip Heitzig. Uh -huh. And this, this will be a great equipping tool for you in learning how to handle the Bible. It's not a book that's going to teach you how to take notes or anything, but it will teach you how to uh, accurately, in a very simple way, handle a Bible study. Um, you'll make observations, you'll come to interpretations, uh, and then applications. Um, but, and it's a process, right? It's going to be a process. But you can learn. You can definitely learn this and be more equipped in the future when the pastor um, will give you more opportunity. Uh, I do think you should involve your pastor because if your pastor asks you to do something that you're not ready to do fully, he should know that because it's his responsibility to help you. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all. It would just be good for him to know that uh, so that he can help you um, right. and give you some pointers. While, right? I, while I understand that, and I also agree with that, I mean, he's, he's the one who invited me right uh to 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 take to take the reins so to speak uh because he just he just won't be available that day i uh, he i'm not That's sure fine. if he has some kind of personal matter yeah and he could be available today or tomorrow uh, and just give you some pointers, maybe even, I mean, I'm, I'm only approaching this and it's a good to call me because I'm just giving you my perspective. If that person was in our church and I asked them to do it, 
then I, and they say, man, I don't know what to do. I'm going to give them a few points. I'm going to give them enough that I'll give them direct direction. I'll give them my notes and say, use these um, and pray over them and read the text and let the Holy Spirit or I would give them, you know, just do a prayer meeting. I'd give them some equipping tools so that uh, so that they could go in confident. Um, and I want you to be confident. So the closer you are to the man that gave it to you, the better. Um, but you know, you can just go in and, uh, I, I don't, I don't advise you to wing it. I don't advise you to not go in unprepared, but you can go in who God has you right now. Uh, if there's a text that maybe a personal testimony, um, you know, fellowship, because the instruction will come in the Bible study, you know, this smaller gathering could, could be, uh, you know, it could be a beautiful time for you to share a testimony or a passage that really ministered to you without having it to be a real formal Bible study. Okay. We were going over the book of Colossians. Is there any uh, anything that you could, any insight you could give to me on that? Yeah, where are you guys in Colossians? Do we were know? just in chapter 1, okay. verses uh, 5 through, I believe, 13. Okay, so Colossians is all about the preeminence of Jesus, you know, high and lifted up. And as I'm looking here, you want to email me? I'll send you my notes from when I taught that section. Um, I, I No problem sharing them with you. Um, save you some time in listening to the study online. But, you know, looking at um, starting in the paragraph in verse 3, um, Paul's heart for the church there, praying for them, giving thanks for them. Verse 4, their faith had... Um, you know, I'm, and I'm just making observations. What I would do if I sat down with the text, you know, I'm I'm like, man, verse four, uh, the faith of the Colossians had uh, got back to Paul. You know, and Paul's in prison at this time, so the testimony of their faith got back, and that's a powerful thing to talk about. And not only their faith, but notice their love there in verse four, and then their hope in verse five, um, their hope, hopeful expectation of heaven. I mean, even just walking through this, you know, like just say I'm in your group. Hey, welcome, everybody. My name is Ed. I've been asked to lead the group today. Hey, let's pray. And then we're going to open our Bibles to Colossians 3 or Colossians 1. Uh, and let's start reading. Verse 3, we always pray for you. And I could pause right there and say, you know, Paul was a prayer. He prayed for the church. And his heart, his heart the Colossians were always on his heart. And, and then I'll turn to the group and say, is there anybody you're praying for right now? And then Mary over there says, I've been praying for my son. He's a prodigal. Um, and and like, well, let's pray for him right now. And, you know, you're reading the text. You're applying it. Um, and, of course, I've got a Bible study on this, so email me. I'll give you my notes. Yeah, absolutely. What is your email? It's ed at edtaylor.org. Awesome. And well, I greatly appreciate that. If you just did what I did right now and talked through the Bible— I'm telling you, the time will go by so fast, and the Holy Spirit will use you greatly because you love the Lord, you love those people in front of you, and your pastor sees something in you to trust you with this group. You're going to do just fine. Let me pray for you, okay? Okay. Lord, I pray for my brother as he steps into this group and leading them, and it is overwhelming uh, to some degree or concerning or, Lord, it, there's a nervousness perhaps, but it's all something that you're going to touch, you're going to encourage, you're going to be with my brother Chris, you're going to use him greatly, and I can't wait to hear the testimony of his pastoring and shepherding this group with your word in Colossians, 
this Sunday, Lord. Bless him and encourage him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And God you're welcome. You. And you're, you'll have to also let me know after the fact how it went, so call me back next week. Will do. All right. My days are Wednesday and Thursday, so call me back one of those days. Awesome. Well, All right. Bless you, man. Bye-bye. is the number. We're going to stay in Texas. Amarillo, Angela, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? I'm doing very well, sort of. I I have a question for you, sir. Yes. So my son is struggling right now. Um, He's moved out of the house in with a girlfriend and... I I really need to pray for him, and I have been praying for him. My question is, if I'm praying out loud, does the devil, or if I'm, I'm sorry, if I'm I'm praying in my head, can the devil read my mind? No. The devil cannot read your mind. Okay. Because my big thing is, I know I've been praying for him out loud and also in my mind, and... I'm just struggling with thinking, is the devil going to try and attack him more because he has so many people praying for him right now? I'm just a little lost on that. The answer to that question is yes. Um, The answer to that question is unfortunately yes. The enemy loves to take advantage of weaknesses in us, and he loves to hit us when we're down. He's dirty, nasty, liar, uh, deceiver, destroyer, but it won't be because it won't be that that's natural for the devil to, to come against those that love God or those that are wandering. So in one respect, there will be a, there will be a greater battle with your boy as he, you know, when you, when you, and I'm going to, I want to share something probably challenging or hard for you right now, but when you use the word struggling with your son, moving out with his girlfriend, he's not struggling. He's choosing. He's choosing a sinful path. I wish he was struggling because he wouldn't make these decisions. So we want to pray that he gets back to this sense of struggling and fighting against sin. But right now he's fully cooperating with sin. And there, there is something to be said too, that when in, in answer to your your question, you know, is the enemy going to go harder on him because people are praying for him? You know, the answer could be yes and no. We don't know the plans of the devil, but we don't care. We're not going to give him attention. I don't care what the devil wants to do. We're going to keep our eyes on the Lord. We're going to pray for those that are wandering. We're going to intercede on their behalf. We're going to beg for them to return. We're going to ask God to bring them to the end of themselves, and and we're going to intercede. Uh, and, and so your son needs to repent and come back to the Lord. Okay. And I, I appreciate that. It's, you know, I don't want this to come between my family or anything like that. So my husband and I, we've been staying very strong in our faith and I just, I would really like a prayer if you would. If you would, please, and if there's anything that you recommend that maybe I can read or study that would help me to know that I'm standing strong and not to give in to any kind of enabling or anything yeah. like that. You know, that that's a great question. I'm going to—there's a couple books I want to recommend to you. Um, first of all, 
the one book, and we just are getting this in our bookstore, uh, is Prayers for Your Prodigals. Prayers for Your Prodigals. It's by James Banks. Okay. And it's a daily devotional for uh, parents with... um, that have, you know, of kids that have turned their back on the Lord. Prayer, um, again, prayers for prodigals. And then I just gave my last copy away. You have to get this one used. Um, and now I don't even know the title because I have I gave my last copy away. It is, let me see if I can remember the guy's name. Um, I'll have to write it down. Uh, this one was really good. I read it myself, not because I had prodigal kids, but because I wanted to know, uh, I'm going to have to here. I'm going to text someone that I gave it to. Um, let me see here. And then if you keep listening to the program, I should get a, what was the title of the prodigal book I gave you? <laughs> so here I'm yes. texting and talking here I will definitely keep listening. and, and, uh, she will send it to me, but it is that prayers for prodigals was highly recommended. Mm-hmm. We're ordering it for our bookstore, uh, Calvary church. If you want to get it from there, all the proceeds okay. go to, um, to missionaries when you order anything there. Um, uh, but, uh, and I'll get this other title. You have to order it used, so we won't be able to have it for you, but you can get it wherever you get used books. Um, okay. but, but it's hard, you know, I think you, you, you're, it's hard. This is not, something that we expected or wanted. It's not something we even want to live with. Um, But I also want you to know that you can still just be mom. Like part of, part of the special gift that God has given to you as mom is that you, first of all, had a nine month head start with this boy and Um, even so, let's say some would say, but I didn't, I adopted. Well, even more, you know, because I was adopted. So my parents had this sense of, I want this child in my family. And so either way, it's a benefit to have this son in your life and you can still be a mom. And and here's what I mean by that. Your, the life with your son isn't just about his prodigal living. You know him, you know more about him. You have a voice in his life. You have a love that you can give him that no one else can give him. Um, And so don't let the sin or the choices right now of your son knock you out of your game. And your game is being a mom and being a praying mom and checking in on him, how his health is. Does he need help with his laundry? You know, whatever, you know, whatever, however you, whatever it was like before his choices, like you're his mom, you know, bake him a pie and, and love him as a mom. And yeah, you're going to have to talk about this. And yeah, it's going to come up. And yeah, you're going to have an opinion on it. And it, that's being a mom too. But not the ex, it's not exclusive. There's other things that, you know, that moms and sons, man, they have a special bond. Like it's a, it's a beautiful thing that God has created. So I know it, I know it's, it has knocked you out of your game and it has not kind of like getting punched in the gut, but you'll get your wind back. You'll start breathing again. And you can continue to mother him and love him and care for him. And yeah, you're going to have to talk about prodigals, but um, it's not going to be everything. You can check in on him. How you doing, son? How was work today? Um, you know, just and that's, being... what I, that's what I've been doing is sending. Good. I just sent him a text a little while ago saying, you know, I hope you had a great day. I love you. And yes. 
that makes me it makes me feel better because I know that, like I told him, I'm not mad at him. I'm disappointed. Um, Good, but it's it, it is difficult, and I really yes. appreciate your your words of wisdom because that's exactly what I needed to hear. And I think other ways that you can communicate this too, because it is hard to hear. I mean, geez, I I heard that from my mom and dad. Uh, and I saw it, you know, which is even worse. You just see they're just shaking their head, you know, especially adopted, just shaking their head. And uh, the life right. I lived until I got saved. I mean, for me, it wasn't prodigal. I just lived as a rotten sinner before I got saved. So, you know, the pain is the same. And, you know, I, even more so after I got saved and came back and came to the Lord, I would tell my mom, I'm like, I would make this joke. It would make her so mad, but it was so fun to say it. And we did joke about it, but I'd say, Mom, I'm sure you went back to to the adoption paperwork and like a receipt, you probably looked on the back to see what the return policy was. And she said, I never wanted to return you. And I said, I know, Mom, just trying to make light of a very difficult right. season. I mean, my whole life until I got saved for 23 years was was very painful for them. I was a rotten, rotten kid, and it's too bad. I, I wish I wasn't. Um, but nonetheless, we don't look back. The Lord redeemed right. it, and I was able to lead my parents to the Lord, and, and it was a beautiful, wonderful thing. And and so in light of that, like, you know, the disappointment, back to what you said, it's not, you know, sometimes you'll, that, that's a hard thing to hear, like, and see in your parents' face, and I'm like, oh, man. And also you can share with him, you know, son, I'm just hurting today. I miss you. What do you mean you miss me? We talk all the time. No, I miss the spiritual connection with you. I miss, you know, you can, you can use a lot of language to be honest with him as well as um, maybe he got a promotion at work or something and you can still convey to him, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm, man, I, you've always been a hard worker. You've always been getting, like, and this is going to be hard. That's the harder part, right? Because they're living in sin and you go, I don't want to be misunderstood. Well, you won't be misunderstood. Because it's still okay to love your son, and it's still okay to convey love to him and encourage him and help him and serve him, as well as, hey, you know what, son, I just had this heavy burden for you this morning that you need to come back to the Lord, um, and I want you to come back, you know, whatever. Whatever the day brings, you're going to live a, an up-and-down life, and the Lord's going to give you that steadiness to trust in him for the salvation of your son well, I or the returning of your son. Well, I appreciate that so much that really that lightens my heart I, I truly appreciate it thank you you're welcome and uh, a testimony there's a testimony it's not the same situation your son's in um, but we had a few years ago we had Christopher Yuan here in our church he uh, was a, a man that was raised in a godly home that that lived a prodigal life uh, in the homosexual um, lifestyle and he went deep man he went he went deep, and there's a. I'm going to look it up right now. So I got the title too, so we got it back. Um, there's a book that he wrote with his mom uh, because his mom was a praying mom, and I'm I'm pretty sure that the movie, um, the movie uh, prayer. What was it called? Um, oh, jeez, where the heat, prayer room maybe or where his mom just prayed, 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 came partly from her testimony. But the testimony of her prayer life is out of a far country, out of a far country. And their last name is uh, Yuan, Y-U-A-N. And it's the subtitle is A Broken Mother's Search for Hope. Oh, I'm definitely, I'm going to look that up. 
Yeah, powerful testimony. Not the same sin, but absolutely the same feeling of a mom watching her son. And she, it, the name of the movie was War Room, um, okay. partly based on her testimony. And and so that's a great book. And then another one, the one I was mentioning earlier, you have to get used, is Loving a Prodigal by H. Norman Wright. Loving a Prodigal. Okay. Perfect. That gives me that gives me some some tools to use and just keep <clears throat> gaining knowledge and not losing hope. That's right. Not losing hope. Father, I pray for my sister and I pray for her son and she represents many moms and dads right now. Um, even those that I gave the book to or gave the recommendation or why we're pu- we're putting that book in our bookstore, Lord. Very painful season, a lot of challenges, a lot of deconstruction, and a lot of questioning, and a lot of blaming, Lord. I pray for these parents. I pray for my sister that not only would she not be blamed, she would also not blame herself uh, and take on this condemnation. Because, I mean, which one of us are perfect parents? Not, not one of us. We all have failed. We've all made mistakes. We all cannot stand up as the perfect parent. But then we're not, as, we're not as good as our kids think, but we're also not as bad as our kids think either. Uh, and so, God, just redeem our mistakes and bring our prodigals home and give strength uh, to the weary. And I pray for my sister in particular in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. I I really appreciate you, and thank you for all that you do. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. I know you minister to a lot of parents. Bye-bye. Yes. Thank you. All right. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. And just to feel like that sense right now, we need to to receive your comfort right now and your encouragement. I pray for this person right now. They say, pray for me. I'm struggling with the purpose of life. And I just pray you would give purpose, Lord God. You would give direction. You would give clarity, uh, direction. I know your purpose for this person is to worship you. I know the question is about what to do in life and where to go in life and singleness and stuff. I know it's that kind of question. I know, God, before we ever get to those questions, your purpose for us is to bring you glory and honor, to worship you to bring pleasure to you. And so I pray for this person would draw near to you during this difficult time and would honor you with their life. And God, may you be glorified today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to share something with you uh, as we are coming up to the end of the program. I'm going to save what I'm going to share. I feel that this call needs to be answered. Let's go to Greenwood Village here. Um, we've got about a minute or so. You've got some encouragement from Angela. Would go ahead and share that. Yes, sir. Uh, for the last, uh, for about ten years of my life, I lived a very sinful life, abandoned the faith when I uh, turned eighteen, and my mother did exactly what Angela is doing. She prayed powerfully and and worried and cried and all those things. But I just just the encouragement. It worked. I am back in the faith. I regularly attend your church now, and I just hope that she knows that that the Lord works. I agree. You know, we just depend on Him and go to Him in prayer, and He will work things out. Thank you so much. I agree with you. It's uh, I know it's a hard season for parents with prodigals, and it's hard season for prodigals too. But the Lord (laughs) does answer prayer. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Bye bye. 
And that's an encouragement to all of you listening. Um, no, nobody, nobody wants to see this. Nobody wants to see this. Uh, here's Joel. Joel called the show today uh, and talked to me about his marriage uh, with the pastor Avan. Then just sent me a picture. <laughs> uh, and he's asking for information on the memorial. Uh, I'm going to be. I'm going to give you that information on tomorrow's show, and it'll also be in our email. Sign up for our email at calvaryco.church. Uh, I believe that we're going to have a packed house for Avant, Pastor Avant's memorial, uh, and we do. We will have the details tomorrow, uh, and we will be announcing for anyone that that wants to know, wants to watch live, or come in, and, and attend it in person because we want you to be here to encourage the family. Uh, it, we will announce this tomorrow, and we'll also announce it by email, uh, and we'll also announce it on our app. And I've been telling our church for years and years, get the app, sign up for our Connect. You can do that right on our website, calvaryco.church, or just go to your uh, your app store and put my name in, Ed Taylor, download our app, turn on notifications, and we will announce tomorrow uh, the memorial service for Pastor Avon. We know for sure it will be here at Calvary Church in our sanctuary. We know that for sure, as I met with Barb and the family yesterday. So I will be hosting the show tomorrow. Pastor Josh is away, so I'm stepping in, Lord willing. And if I'm here, I'm hosting it. And tomorrow we will announce the memorial uh, services for Pastor Avant. And for near and far, it'll be worth you watching and being here. God bless you guys. The Lord encourage you and strengthen you. And Joel, thank you for sending me this email. Beautiful marriage. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.